Hey, hey. Top of the morning to you. I uh, I think I'm going to start all of my episodes off saying hello or greeting you guys with the uh, theme of what the day's show is going to be about. Um, <laughs> I feel like every Irish person listening, or if there are any, I hope there are eventually, uh, is probably like, I hate this woman. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, um, so guys, let's get right into my episode. I've had a lot of caffeine today, um, two espressos to be exact, and then also an Alani energy drink. I shouldn't shout them out. They're not my sponsor yet. Hashtag yet. I do have my very first sponsor, which is exciting. It is actually Spotify itself. I'm sure you guys have heard it. My ads are playing. I'm making money. I guess you could say I'm a professional podcaster now. That's right. I also, you know, exciting news. Let's just throw it all up there at the beginning. I got a website, y'all. I own a domain. I bought it. I own it. It is my domain for at least a year. It's on Renew, so don't try to swipe it. Um, it is sarahbshow.com. That's right. You can go right now to www.sarahbshow.com. It has my podcast up there. It has every episode. Your girl is also now on Apple. What is up, my Apple users? Um, today's adventures, or maybe this weekend, depending on how lazy I get, we're going to also be expanding to Google Podcasts and also iHeart podcasts as well. So um, that's pretty exciting. I was starting off just Spotify. You know, I uh, still had a lot of learning to do. And now I see how easy it is to do everything. Um, It's pretty cool. But you can listen to the um, website or, you know, just my episodes directly on the website. I have a lot more plans coming up. But this is real, man. Like, I guess I just didn't expect the response I was getting (laughs) and and how successful it was going to be so far, but I'm having so much fun with it and I I just feel really inspired. So this is just going even better than I thought it would. I want to give a quick thank you to all the kind comments and, uh, you know, remarks I got about the last podcast, Um, you know, from a lot of former crew members and people were like, shout out to your roommates, come on. And also a lot of uh, cruise ship passengers that I met and stayed friends with. One shout out to Norman Thurston. And you know what? Norman, uh, I've been meaning to reply to your email, but one thing I noticed is that I, I really had, I hit on a lot of negatives it was to be a crew member and not a lot of positives. So I need to circle back and do like the good things about it because there were so many great things. Obviously I did it for two years and I, I still think so fondly of those memories. And one of the great things was all the really great guests you would meet. And, you know, I I talked about being stuck on the ship and doing trivia, but there were people you would meet and see every day. And and it would kind of be like your little mini family that you would stay there and and talk with and really, really get to know. You'd add each other on Facebook. You'd see the same people on cruises again. And there are some really great ones out there. So I feel bad that I didn't like talk about that. So I'm going to circle back eventually and do an episode of the positives of working on a cruise ship and all the great things about the passengers. I think we tend to do that, right? Concentrate on the negative things sometimes. I know I do. Um, And I would really like to change that about myself. But I digress, y'all. Let's get into the meat and potatoes emphasis on potatoes of what today's podcast is about. Um, This is going to be about some solo travel. And I'm going to tell you guys all about my two-week solo trip I took to the beautiful green Ireland. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. All right. Every good story starts with heartbreak, right? Well, that's what I had. My little heart, I'd say my big heart was broken. I was uh, finishing up my contract on Carnival. I had a boyfriend, y'all. I didn't have a boyfriend like the whole two years there. I was just, you know, having fun, really living it up, 
you know, traveling to every country, if you will. Know what I mean. Um, And Italy was my country of choice on cruise ships until, you know, I always said no relationships, no feelings. Let's just have fun on the seven seas. But I met a guy and I'll say his name because, you know, I feel like (laughs) I feel like Italians have like three to four names that like every guy is named. And, you know, there are some exceptions, obviously, but like Francesco was his name. There are a lot of Francescos. There are a lot of Giuseppe's. Never say Giuseppe. Um, Italians get very mad. Why? Why do Americans always say Giuseppe? It is Giuseppe. Pe. Um, so there you go. <laughs> There's a little tidbit for you. But Francesco was his name. He was a lot younger than I was. And, um, you know, I ended up falling for this guy and letting the feelings in. And he was a good talker or a good, you know, new word I've learned. He was a love bomber. And I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Um, you know, it's, it's so hard when they talk like this, baby, baby, <laughs> you know, and he, he showered me with gifts too, which I'm not a, a girl that like needs gifts or like, you know, wants them all the time, but surprises are nice. But he like showered me with like expensive stuff like, baby, those glasses, they are not good. They don't protect your eyes. You need the blue, or the, I don't even know what he called it. Polarized. I think it was. So he bought me brand new Ray-Bans, which I still have somehow, by the way, this was like, my God, what? Like six years ago or something, seven, I don't even know, but I have these sunglasses still, I don't know how, anyway, teddy bears, chocolates, clothes, things I never even asked for, he just like showered me with love and affection and this and that, now my red flag there should have been that he had a girlfriend before me and he broke up with her for me, never asked this, I never wanted it, he said he fell for me and he couldn't take his mind off of me, blah, 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 God, the Italians, they're so good at this, right, you know that, you know they're gonna cheat, they're like, it's just inevitable, but God, they're just so cute. And their accents, they just got you. At least me. I was a sucker. I am a sucker for the Italians. <sighs> Anywho, but I, uh, you know, was with him. Long story short, we fell in love. It was only a few months and we planned a trip to Ireland. I even remember making a post about this on my social media. That's definitely still out there. Uh, we were in Mexico, Cozumel to be exact, and we were reading a little book on traveling to Ireland and all the highlights and stuff. So I was like sitting in Mexico with my Irish boyfriend or my Italian boyfriend planning our trip to Ireland. Hashtag culture. I thought it was so cool. <sighs> Anywho, so we planned a trip to Ireland. Um, I said, let's do a week. And he was like, let's do two weeks. You know, he came from a lot of, lot of money. This guy has a lot of money. His family is rich. And so he was like, I pay for everything. And I'm like, well, I'll help, you know, where I can. I'd like to. Um, but he said two weeks. So we did it. I I got my plane ticket. He got his plane ticket. We had already bought all that. He booked the first like week of hotels already rented us a car, the whole nine yards. Like this was happening. And then he signed off of the cruise ship. And I was heartbroken because, you know, it sucks when your significant other or a friend or roommate or anyone signs off of the ship. But he did. Um, and I was supposed to sign off like three or four weeks later. And then we were going to go on our trip. So I think our trip was like a month away or something. Uh, So I was so sad uh, when he signed off. We went and had our last little date at Hooters. (laughs) So romantic. Ah, And and, um, a couple weeks later, um, you know, we talked every day, sent pictures, videos, FaceTime calls, all everything. And then, you know, I see him go to Malta with his group of friends. And I noticed on all these pictures he's posting where he's out partying, there's this one girl who's always there and always really close to him. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Well, you know, the story goes... Of course, he cheats on me and leaves me for this other girl. So, you know, his his girlfriend of like 10 years, he left for me. 
and then left me a few months for this other new girl. So I think he ended up knocking someone up and like, you know, whatever. It's for the best. Either way, like I was heartbroken. You know, after two years of working on a cruise ship, not having a boyfriend, not having your family around, when you really let your guard down and and feel feelings for somebody there in the middle of the ocean all by yourself, like it, it hits hard and fast. It's different on ships. It really is. And so I was so broken. Oh, my God, I was broken. I even didn't want to go to parties anymore. I didn't want a rebound or a slump buster. Like, I didn't want anything. I, I just wanted to sign off of that cruise ship. That is all I wanted. I needed to heal, like, for real. And, you know, he apologized. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just need to be like, stupid. I think he even did it over text, actually, which is insane. Oh, my God. Anyway, he's like, well, I'll give you, you know, all the money back. Uh, I'll send you the money for the ticket or whatever for your ticket which I guess was like a nice thing to do. And it just shows you how loaded he was. He's like, I'll send you all the money you spent for your ticket on this trip. Um, And he's like, but I think you should still go. And I was like, you know what, mofo? I am. So I pack my bags, get off the cruise ship, go home to my mom. I'm a sad, sobbing baby. And, uh, you know, planning this trip. I posted on my one of my favorite websites on Facebook, Girls Love Travel, GLT. If any of you ladies want to join, it's really awesome. It's a super cool community of female travelers. Um, and you can find a lot of good information on there about trips you want to take and and this and that. So I was asking about Ireland and everybody's like, oh, you know, you have two weeks. You should go other places. Like, you know, Europe is so easy to travel. You know, go here for a few days, here for a few days, or at least do Ireland and Scotland or, you know, that whole thing. And one tip that I have and this was my first trip ever to take one by myself really and two to another country alone and for two weeks my god like that's scary I was so scared (laughs) even thinking about that now I was like that's kind of impressive um so I was trying to plan the whole thing by myself do all this and I was trying to do too much you know so then I decided this is stupid this is my first solo trip in another country by myself whatever and Ireland is beautiful people love it like you can do two weeks there and that's what a lot of people did say Ireland is you could do a month there like easy or you you know like you can find a lot to do there's a lot of places to see um so I decided just just stick with that make it easy and that is a good suggestion for anybody wanting to do this for your first time just keep it simple I always try to overcomplicate things it's what I do it's what I do so anywho let's just get to I packed everything in a carry-on somehow I am a prolific overpacker I used to be um until I started learning carry-on stuff. But for a big trip like this, two weeks, I would normally take a giant suitcase. And I was like, you know, I want to make this so easy. So let's try to put everything in a backpack. Um, And I did. And it was a giant backpack. And I packed it so heavy. I I think this backpack had to be like 50 pounds. I'm not joking. It was ridiculous. I even did like the little hard soaps um, that I got from Lush. Uh, So, you know, no liquids. (laughs) It was I kept everything so easy. And, you know, took a few outfits I say good shoes. I ended up taking the worst shoes. I got the worst blisters that I had to doctor the whole time. It was awful. Uh, But anyway, I did it. I did the damn thing. Took my trip, uh, got to Ireland, landed, and was immediately, like, in a panic. (laughs) Like, I just, you know, at least everybody spoke the same language. But, you know, Irish accents are very thick. And depending on where they're from, what area, it's hard to understand. Um, But I managed to get on a bus and take it to my hostel that I booked for the first. I had a hostel booked for the first two nights, one that had really good reviews, and uh, and I made it there. Uh, I will say I booked a tour. Um, I didn't want to. I wanted to do everything by myself, and my mom kept pushing. Book a tour, book a tour. You'll make friends. You know, they can show you around. I just think it'd be a good idea, and I really pushed back on her with this. 
but it turned out to be one of the best, best decisions I made. And I'll get into that. So let's get to my first two nights in a hostel. Um, I was already a little nervous about this, but also excited. You know, you hear all these stories and read about it. And I like always wanted to stay in a hostel at least once to experience it. Um, but I also am a huge horror movie, like fanatic. And the movie Hostel, I've seen probably about like 50 times. And all I could think about was this happening. You know, of course, it looked very different there than it did in the movie, obviously. But I get to the hostel and I'd picked a mixed dorm room. So I get there and everyone is gone. So there's three other people staying in this dorm room and myself. Two sets of bunk beds. It was three guys from France and me. So that's a little weird. I never saw them the whole time I was there. I did hear them the first night when I was trying to sleep and I had like the worst jet lag and I could hear them farting all night. It was so disgusting. But I kept them in the back of my head thinking like, God, all it would take was like one of them to inject something in my ass here while I'm sleeping and take me off somewhere. You know, I just was <laughs> so scared and I was just, you know, freaking out. I wasn't having fun. The jet lag got to me. I had a massive panic attack when I got there. Like I didn't know where anything was. My maps weren't working. My internet was shoddy. Like I was just, I was freaking out. Um, shout out to my really good friend, Cassie, who was living in Amsterdam at the time. You know, I got in touch with her and she's like, calm down, take a deep breath and if you want to get out of there, I'll get you out of there. She's like, money's not an option right now. I will book you a ticket. Come to Amsterdam. It is not that far. We can spend your two weeks here. I will get you out of there. I want you safe. I want you feeling good. Like, if you want me to get you out of there, just say the word, which that was just the nicest thing. Get you friends like that. (laughs) Everybody needs friends like that. That's a real friend. Um, But luckily, after I think the first night of sleep, and I say night, it was really hard to like get I don't know. I did jet lag sleep all wrong. So just Google that. Don't listen to me. (laughs) It was awful. I was up like all night, but finally got some decent sleep and felt a little better. I was still thinking about like, you know, I'd already booked the tour that my mom had told me, which was non-refundable at that point. So I was like, I'll go on this tour for a week. If it sucks still and I want to get out of here, I can always fly to Amsterdam with Cassie. So I made it through my first two days, didn't get any injections in my ass of any kind and uh, (laughs) made it to my, oh, I did do something. Okay. Let me get to this. I I did make myself, or I took myself to the Guinness tour, which everybody says is so touristy, but I highly recommend it. It's very cool. The Guinness brewery is so awesome. You can do a self tour, which is what I did. I didn't sign up for their big thing, but there's several different levels. Um, You know, you can learn how to pour the perfect pint. They have an amazing gift shop. Um, Just all the history of everything and how it's made and done is really cool. And at the very top of the um, brewery, you go up there and they give you a ticket. You can get a Guinness up there and they have like this like full 360 view of Dublin, which is just awesome. Uh, so I definitely recommend the Guinness tour, just going there at least and seeing it is very cool. And uh, on my way home from that, <laughs> I really reminded myself of uh, the movie Elf, Buddy the Elf, um, because he saw the sign of like world's greatest cup of coffee. Well, I saw this little hole in the wall pub on my way back to my um, my hostel. And it was called, I think, Anvil Brown or something. Agnes Brown. It was called Agnes Brown. And it is shut down now, I think. I looked it up, and I'm so devastated. And it said, like, world's best Irish coffee. And I went into this bar, and you guys, if if a murder happened anywhere, it was going to be in this place. Oh, my God, the people in this bar. <laughs> I was the youngest by far. Uh, like, everyone in there was so old. There was one woman who, I like, had hardly any teeth. Like, everyone looked like their life was hard, and they were there. Then I, you know, sat at the bar. I was like, I walked in. Everybody's looking at me. This is happening. I just got to... <laughs> You gotta follow through with this. And I ended up having the best night of my life. I, I you know, got me an Irish coffee, which was like so mediocre. 
<laughs> but it got it going. It got that buzz going. And I couldn't stop. I stayed there for hours, hours until it was dark and met like horse charter people. And I can't remember like the lady's name, Dinah or something. There were these guys in the back that were like roughhousing and fighting. And they put Paolo Nutini on the jukebox. And like I made friends with literally everyone. I have pictures with all these older men, heard great stories, started a fight between an Irish guy and a Welsh guy because I told them my last name was Morgan. And they got in a massive argument about if that was Welsh or Irish. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, and I got two glasses. Um, one of the guys gave me his actual personal drinking mug that he brought there and drinks out of every time. Even the bartender was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then the other one gave me a glass that has all of the Irish sayings on it, like the crack sayings and, you know, at top of the morning, like all the typical Irish sayings on it. So I, I have both of those glasses. To El Taco, my boyfriend, John, he did break one of them. Uh, which was awesome. <laughs> he ordered me another one just like it. I still have, like, I tried to glue it back together. I don't know. It was just, like, a really sentimental moment. It was great. It was the first time I felt at home there, and I was like, I can do this. <sighs> so the next morning, I went to meet up with my tour. Uh, they're also obviously not a sponsor, but I want to give them a shout-out in case anybody ever goes to Ireland. They were so great. It was called the Shamrockers. I know, super generic, but they were awesome. Uh, the tour guides are, you know, young and fun and just really knowledgeable and really bring everyone together. I met so many friends on this tour, uh, you know, friends with everyone on there. The ones I stuck with the most, I mean, there were people from everywhere. My friend Chris from Canada, my other two closest friends were from New Zealand and Scotland. Like it was just people from all over a lot of Americans, it was just a really cool mix of people, older, younger, but everybody got along. They had a small little charter bus. Our first stop, we went to actual Tullamore, which is a city there, I guess, like home cities in Ireland. I don't know. We went to Tullamore and we went to the Tullamore Dew Distillery and learned all about the whiskey, had amazing food. Um, it was just, it was so fun. And from there, we went to Galway, which is like the music capital. And that was my favorite, favorite. Uh, I fell in love with every guy in every pub playing guitar. <laughs> I was obsessed. Um... From there, we went to, oh God, we went to a couple of little fishing villages. I think we went to Dingle, and we went to Ennis, I believe it's called, like a, another fishing village. Which we heard a lot of trad music, which is the traditional Irish music, where basically a bunch of people just show up in a bar with instruments and just play together, and it's magical. It's so cool to see. Uh, we saw some band that actually is like touring around everywhere now called like Socks in the Frying Pan. They were so cute. We went to Killarney, which I was personally very excited about because the guy kept promoting it as Killarney is the place where you will find your forever husband. They said that the men there outnumber the women like three to one or four to one or something. And I was like, I was set. I was like, I'm ready. I, I went into this whole thing thinking. <laughs> I went into this whole thing thinking it was going to be like, P.S., I love you. I was like, my heart is broken. I'm going to go meet the Irish man of my dreams, Gerard Butler. Where are you? <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, Killarney was great, though. We went to some you know, nightclubs, did some concerts. It, it was so fun. I'll say everywhere I ate the best food. And I, I stuck to like stews and soups. The, the stews and soups over there in Ireland are just phenomenal. And the brown bread and the Irish butter they give you with it is like unbeatable. Um, there was a morning I went by myself to the little pub down at the hostel and had a full Irish breakfast, which I was like, I have to, right, while I'm here. And it was so delicious. And it like started my day off perfect. It was just wonderful. So anyway, the week-long tour ended. Um, I made great memories and, and great friends. And it was so, so fun. And then came my week by myself. 
and I was uh, I was feeling a lot more confident. I had a great time. Uh, I had a friend in Ireland who I'd never met in person. <laughs> I only talked to him on the phone. He was a listener of the Lex and Terry show, which is what I work on. And he was from Ireland. He had come down to Mobile, Alabama to go to school there and listen to Lex and Terry. would call in all the time. You know, we were friends on social media, but had never met in person. He was back living in Ireland. He lived in County Cork. County Cork. So he was like, yeah, come visit. Like, that'll be great. So I was going to go visit him next. And then my plan was to go back to Killarney because they have the national park there. That's where they have the Ring of Kerry. And I just, <laughs> this sounds so bad. I guess maybe I just wanted to find my Irish husband. Like, I didn't find him the first round. I'm going to go back again. I really wanted to go explore the national park truly and, <laughs> and see what it was like. So uh, that was an adventure, trying to get on a bus. Living in Dallas and Texas in general, our public transit system here is not only bad, it's mostly like non-existent. Everything is just so spread out. So you just drive everywhere. You like have to. And so taking a bus or a train or something, that is like brand new to me. I've gotten a lot better now that I've started traveling to Chicago and New York. And I like nailed the subway system and actually got really fun to figure out. And I thought the rats there were so cute. I have so many pictures and videos of the rats in the New York City subway. Like people probably think that I was so weird. Anyway, I won't go off on that one. Uh, But... I uh, <laughs> I figured out how to take the bus finally, and I made it to County Cork. And immediately, my friend Kieran picked me up. He was so cute, and we hugged. And he took me straight to a pub. Uh, the county or Cork County was like really lit um, at this time because Ed Sheeran was coming to play a concert there, and the whole like place was just like so excited about it. So people came to Cork from like all over Ireland that weekend. So everything was crowded and a party and just absolutely crazy. Uh, We went to one pub and then we went to another pub and we did a thing called rounds. Uh, So rounds there is where one person buys the entire table a round of drinks and then it's the next person's turn and you don't stop till you get to the end. And then if you decide to start again, you go all around again. So there was probably like six to eight of us at that table um, all together. And I was the only girl. (laughs) It was all guys. Everybody was super nice. I was having a hard time keeping up, though, with them all talking fast and they're really thick. The accents in Cork are, like, next level compared to other places. Um, But the more I drank, the better I got, honestly, at understanding and keeping up and and conversing. Uh, And everybody was drinking Balmers. That was, like, my favorite drink over there, by the way. And in Cork, they do not drink Guinness. So Dublin and Cork are, like, enemies. In Cork, if you drink beer, it's Murphy's. And, uh, <laughs> but they have Bulmers over there, which is an Irish cider, and it's like really dry and delicious. And they actually have it in the US. It's called Magners, but everyone in Ireland, or some people, most people in Ireland say it doesn't taste the same. They say Bulmers is so much better than Magners. And I have to say, I've tried them both, and I do agree. It is not the same taste. Now, there's some people like it tastes exactly the same. Irish people are just, you know, pig headed. <laughs> So if you want to try something similar, go get yourself some Magners Irish Cider. Uh, They have it here and there. They just have different names, which is strange. But Bulmers was there, and you never get it on draft. I almost made that mistake. They're like, everyone would have made fun of you. Bulmers in the bottle. That's how they drink it. Anyway, we got completely shit-faced in this cork pub. A DJ came later, and he had bongos. I always get his name wrong, but I, I recall it being Bongo Dave. I don't know. But he was some, like, nerdy, weird guy who DJed and played the bongos, and the whole club was lit, and it was just the best time. It was one of those nights that I got home and uh, the next morning woke up and had to watch my Snapchat stories to remember what actually happened. Ah, all right. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'll just say that um, I had a really nice time with my friend in Ireland, and he helped me get over my ex very nicely. So... 
normally they say a slump buster is what? Like dating an ugly person or like banging an ugly person to get over your ex? Well, this was not that because there was nothing ugly about him. What would be the opposite of a slump buster? I don't know. Mountain climber. <laughs> Whatever. Either way, we had a very magical evening. That's where I'll stop. Oh, we uh, <laughs> tasted the rainbow. I'm just here like in the studio laughing to myself like an idiot and imagining my family listening to this. I really wanted to go dirty with these podcasts at first and now I just feel so weird about it. So either way, we had a wonderful, wonderful evening. It was magical and so great. And uh, the next day I said my goodbyes to my friend and nursed the hangover. And then I took a bus to Killarney National Park where I, uh, you know, finished my trip there basically. Did a few days there by myself in a hostel. Felt super confident. It was great. I went and hiked uh, Killarney National Park. I did 15 miles in one day, and it was just, it was so great. I didn't know where I was. It was just beautiful out there. I just got lost. I still didn't find my Gerard Butler, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) I just had the absolute uh, best time. I will also say, too, something that I thought was so funny was as much as I ate and as much as I freaking drank there for two weeks straight, I actually lost weight because I did so much walking and so much carrying that heavy ass backpack on my back the whole time. But I'm going to say like, I I literally arrived there and this sounds so cliche, but I literally arrived there broken. I was so heartbroken and sad and just like a shell of a person when I arrived there. And I left just completely whole again. I know this sounds so stupid, but Ireland literally healed me. And I'm not even going to say it was just Ireland, like just going by myself, trying something new. That was a huge challenge. And I was terrified and I left feeling so fulfilled, like (laughs) jokes about being filled by an Irishman (laughs) to get over someone, get under someone. I'm just imagining what everybody's saying right now. But yeah, I did. I, I I left with such a sense of accomplishment. I left with a whole new respect for myself being like, look what you did, bitch. Like you, you, you did the damn thing. You took yourself there. You worked through the anxiety and the panic attacks. You saw the whole place. You made new friends like that. That's an accomplishment. And, uh, and it was, it was amazing. And I, and I loved every second of it. So, um, I, I see so many girls, go through this and guys too and especially on my girls love travel site I talked about like there's so many times where a couple will have a trip planned together and a breakup happens and they're like I'm just not gonna go 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 on the trip see the places nothing will heal you like a solo trip or like travel and seeing new things meeting new people experiencing new like cultures like have those new experiences that heals you that makes you grow and and live your life man like really do it man woman whoever so there you go. That has been my Irish episode. Remember, you guys, you can go to sarahbshow.com now to catch this episode and all the others. Subscribe. Send me emails. Let me know other things you would like to talk about or hear me talk about. I'm going to start doing polls on the website. You can go to my website and actually leave a voicemail. So if you leave me a voicemail, you know, have a question for me, need advice about something, not that I'm like an expert at anything, uh, or just want to leave comments, whatever. I might play some of those on future episodes as well. So go to sarahbshow.com and do the damn thing. I've said that twice now. The caffeine is 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 coming down, y'all. So I must be out of here. Um, how do you say goodbye in uh, in Ireland? I don't remember. I guess it's the Irish goodbye. Until next time, y'all. Slancha.